Empire. The stadium experience is ready for the reopening. Ultimately, we just had to, to learn to ignore the noise and uh, just focus on those things that are um, that are within um, ours and our clients' venues control. That's Adam Goodyear, CEO of Real Life Tech, where safety and convenience converge. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Adam Goodyear has been on this podcast before, but we thought it was time to catch up with him again, as stadiums around the globe aren't just reopening, in some cases to full capacity. And by this fall, the NFL is hoping and expecting to have full houses. So, ready or not, we are back, and the lessons of COVID, which we hope are mainly behind us, can lead us to better experiences. Our guest this week is Adam Goodyear, who's the founder and CEO of Real Life Tech. As sports are starting to open their doors almost to the masses, we're almost at the finish line of the pandemic and opening up spaces again, and we want to do it safely. Hey, Adam, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good, thank you, Bram. Thanks for having me on. Um, this is your specialty. Obviously, some of this, um, the technology that you've worked with in the past, of course, is about um, spending and and uh, and technology within the stadium experience, but there is the part of safely returning fans to stadiums and events. Um, can you kind of take us through how you've been thinking through all of this for the last year or so? Sure, um, very happy to because it's pretty much all I've been thinking about. Um, so um, one of the things that that I guess we started looking at. Um, that that uh, that has now become less important uh, are some of the procedures around um, testing, uh, around passports, health passports, um, and and this kind of area. There was a lot of, of push in the early days as to uh, would there need to be integration into these types of technologies. Um, what has happened is that, and uh, you know, I'm glad that this has been the case, is that Governments have been taking more control of that themselves, uh, which has let the venues focus on the the areas that they can control uh, and that have traditionally sat in, in their wheelhouses anyway, uh, particularly uh, digital ticketing and mobile entry. Um, so integrating ticketing into mobile and then the move towards uh, complete um, mobile and cashless uh, ordering for anything within stadiums and venues. And really what we're seeing across the board is the, the focus on those two technologies that venues are utilizing alongside their safety protocols um, and the way that governments are doing testing in order to bring events back safely. That's an interesting part of this. Um, clearly, and you're dealing with governments around the world. Um, we're following closely here what's happening in the United States and even jurisdiction by jurisdiction. Things can be different here, even at this point. Um, how have you kind of navigated all of that where there are different accelerations as to where there's a comfort level in different regions of the world to bring people back? Sure. 
Um, uh, and you're right, you know, we, we, we operate in, in 10 different countries, um, including the, the United States with the, you know, with, with the, the, the different state laws and, and protocols. Ultimately, we, we've had to, to learn to ignore the noise and uh, just focus on those things that are, um, that are within um, ours and our clients' venue control. Um, and what we've seen that being is a focus on ensuring that there is clear and consistent communication as things reopen. Um, in, in days prior to COVID, there was always a concern about, oh, we don't want to send people too many messages, whether it's email or push um, or, or text or whatever that may be. Um, now we're seeing the reverse of that in that, that, that really being able to communicate uh, consistently and often on a, you know, on a personalized and one-to-one level, as in, you know, your ticket is this type of ticket. You should be coming at this particular time. This is where you are uh, entering the building. Uh, these are the protocols. This is where you should be ordering from, and this is how you you ensure that you do it safely in terms of you know keeping distance and having a great time. And this is how you can leave and and you know get back home quickly and safely. Um, so that communication, uh, which is always what you know stadiums and and event organisers are good at, uh, and you know just getting these things moving and shutting out the noise is um is what we've seen as work. You know, last time I spoke to you, um, you know, listen, I think a lot of these things that we're talking about pre-pandemic were just making the stadium experience better for the fans and streamlining it for them. Um, so I guess this ball you know, was rolling downhill, right, with all of this stuff outside of the health concerns that, that clearly came up over the last year. Can you kind of take me back to pre-pandemic and what the priorities were for you, your company, and your tech and what stadiums and teams and leagues were looking for to make the stadium experience better for the fans um, in general? Absolutely. Um, the, the, the priority for us prior to COVID was adoption. How do you get enough people to use new technology to, uh, to prove its value, uh, particularly to, uh, to the, the stadium owners and organizers, uh, that they would then... Uh, invest more both operationally uh, and um, you know and and from a from a from a dollar amount and being able to bring in um, you know new technology and new partners to do that um, and the way we focused on doing that was to to create a better user experience that we focused on making it you know ten times better than uh, than the old analog way uh, in order to prove that not only was that experience better but you could also then generate more revenue from that as well. Um, and from then the stadium side, it was about uh, ensuring that uh, that they could, you know, operationally improve and they could keep their customers happy. But it was more of a business as usual approach. And there were some, you know, some innovators there. Uh, however, it was uh, it was more piecemeal. There was more re- reluctance to change. But all of that, both our approach and theirs has been completely changed post-COVID. Yeah. Um, do you feel like we're at the finish line with this? Like, you're following this in real time where these people are making decisions about people coming back, and I'm sitting here, you know, locally outside of Washington, D.C., and they just announced that the Washington Nationals 
are going to have 100% capacity at their games starting in a couple of weeks at the time of this taping. Um, do you feel like we're we're at the finish line, or, or where where are we in your from your point of view? Um, I, uh, you know, I, I think we're 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 coming down home straight for definite. Um, you know, we're we're rounding third, uh, let's say. Um, I you know there there are probably still uh, bumps in the road. Um, you know, but I, I, I what I'm certainly seeing across the world is. Uh, enough of conviction um, to both bring events back and particularly in, in that actually doing it in the way that they're doing it at the moment with a move towards more digital technologies and uh, you know a focus on distancing and, and, and those types of protocols that actually the risk is low. Uh, and I think that's the key thing that uh, we we were at uh, the main technology that was in, in play for the O2 in London, reopening for the first indoor concert in the UK um, for over a year. Uh, and out of 4,000 people, uh, everyone in there was tested beforehand and then afterwards. So out of 4,000, it's confirmed today that there are only 15 positive tests um, from all of those people, um, you know, which is obviously a a huge result. So I think with that type of data, uh, it definitely seems like we're, you know, we're on that home straight. When you speak to teams and leagues and maybe to fans on some level, if, if you are getting feedback from them specifically, um, putting aside all the health concerns and all of that, that, that we're all, you know, literally dealing with day to day, when we start getting back to normal and people are back at live experiences and they're feeling comfortable again, what do they want out of the modern stadium experience that you can help provide? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think I think what what fans want and that they've always wanted is to be entertained. Um, you know, they want to go and have a good time. And you know, actually, what we've seen is that in the past, fans will accept things that maybe customers wouldn't. Um, you know, there's an interesting distinction. Fans are called fans um, because you know that's what they are. That level of, of custom that they have with you as a brand is is much much higher. Um, and therefore, they, they have both extremely high standards and in certain areas, extremely low standards. I mean, I'm sure, you know, everyone who is a fan will be familiar with stories of, um, you know, of poor quality, you know, stadium or travel experiences or, you know, poor quality in food and service, which they just accept because they love the team. What's happening now is that that is becoming increasingly unacceptable. Uh, as an experience and and you know stadium owners I think accept this but also accept that actually technology forms a part of what is a minimum acceptable requirement that fans now expect uh, te technology in forms of, of mobile ticketing and entry uh, and, and mobile ordering and seat delivery they expect these things to be in place and that's what um, uh, that's what venues and stadiums are trying to move to now um you know one thing i want to call out that's changed since we last talked is that is the operational challenge of doing this however in that um what we are seeing is a move to um to mobile ordering and fixing 
is putting a different kind of pressure on operations. And there's going to need to be, one of the things that we're doing with our clients in this space and others are also doing, is looking at ensuring that there is a careful ramp up of, uh, of the adoption of mobile technologies in this space to ensure that the customer experience is actually better. Because in certain circumstances, operations can become overloaded with new technology and the experience becomes worse. And that's not what is needed coming back from COVID. You want it to be much, much better to give people uh, that assurance that going to events is you know, safe and a pleasant experience. Yeah, I, we've heard a lot from a lot of people about how just the game in front of them isn't enough anymore, that the experience needs to be more broad to bring people back and regular customers. Um, to that end, are you all in any kind of gaming, uh, engagement models within the products that you're building for teams? Uh, that's not an area we, we focus on in terms of, of gaming. Engagement, however, is. But we look at it in a, in a different way in that um, what, one of the great benefits of, uh, of technology adoption post-COVID, as well as the ability to improve customer experience just on, on the ground, is being able to utilize the data effectively. And what you now see is that you, you can have data on everybody who is in your stadium. And what this then allows is the ability to be able to target hard to reach groups of people, uh, particularly in, in areas that were not traditionally uh, strong for a number of sports. Um, you know, Gen Z millennial customers who are historically not season ticket holders and don't buy buy in the same way as their uh, as their older demographic. And what we spend a lot of our time enabling is the ability to be able to effectively target and segment these groups of people and fans uh, that enable then the offering of different types of tickets and more. Uh, experience-based tickets rather than the traditional season tickets. So it's a different form of, of engagement. You know, we're not looking to make it from us personally about, you know, games or, you know, not what's going on in the field, but being able to reach those fans and offer them a different experience with a different type of ticket is really important. Yeah. Um, one other broad topic I'm curious on, on your opinion on, and, and if you're working with it, and I'm sure you must be, is cryptocurrency. Um, how are you viewing cryptocurrency being utilized in sports and sports technology? Uh, it, it's a, yeah, it's a very, you know, it's a very interesting topic. I would say, you know, I would, I would broaden it, um, uh, from just cryptocurrency uh, into that type of, uh, of blockchain and uh, you know distributed systems technology, i.e. the ability to be able to uh, to provide uh, a secure um, ability to uh, to track an individual uh, within you know not to be too technical within you know a, a different type of database environment. What you're seeing is then the huge shift in terms of, of NFTs and shared digital ownership and big shifts in uh, in loyalty and the assets that can be sold. 
Um, and I think that, you know, that use of blockchain technology uh, to be able to, to create almost limitless merchandise um, and then drive loyalty from that is going to be incredibly important. So I think I think blockchain is a, is a, is a technology that is you know is fundamentally already changing you know the fabric of you know currency as you talked about. But I think you know fandom collectibles um, is also going to be the you know the next area that that, um, that, yeah. that comes under that. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing uh, for you as um, as you're working with all these the leagues and the teams and these venues. Um, as new venues come along in the next few years, what do you think is important aspects of the build technologically that will help them get ahead of whatever the modern technology curve is for their new venue? Yeah, great, great question. Really exciting space. Um, you know, we're, we're working with a lot of, of, of these types of environments of, of, of multi-purpose districts and not just, um, uh, not just stadiums in isolation. The, the key thing from our perspective, and this is what we talk to our, our clients about, is really understanding and having a clear view of, of the data ecosystem that exists and how uh, the data can be shared and can be utilized across these different multifaceted environments. Just as you would use uh, and do use an architect to look at how these things are built physically, that also employing a similar approach how the data ecosystem fits across these environments is incredibly important because it offers the opportunity and then to deliver on the customer expectations that you can help people navigate these larger environments by, uh, by showing them what they need to see and what is most relevant to them and engaging with them on more than just a single game day basis so that you develop a bigger relationship over time. So that data architecture is a fundamental along the architecture is one thing that we talk to our clients a lot. Adam Goodyear is the founder and the CEO of Real Life Tech. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. Thank you, Bram. On the next Future Sport Podcast, we'll deep dive into the tech behind showcasing high school sports in and out of a pandemic. It was kind of shocking. Um, the, the first indication we got was uh, last summer, so kind of July and August, as schools really started to lock in their plans for return to in-person education. And you know, a lot of administrators, I think at that point, were like, oh my gosh, we're going to be playing sports, but we're either going to have no attendance or limited attendance We've got to have a plan for streaming. That's David Rudolph, CEO of Play On Sports and the NFHS Network. He's one of the groups who saw a massive uptick in interest in their products. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.